Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Naked Exchange. As usual, I'm Virginie. And I'm Lucy. And we're here to discuss sex, love, relationships, and anything else that strikes our fancy. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Can you believe it's 2020? No. <laughs> I feel so old. <laughs> I still, to this day, remember being in school and writing 1999. Right. And like, in my little child brain, yeah. being like, I don't know what comes like after that. What like, happens after that? What happens 1999? Yeah. yeah. So. Y2K <laughs> was such a big deal. Like, and But like, especially for programmers and like computer engineers and stuff, they had to work so hard because... Mm. Anyway, yeah, I'm not going to get into it. But <laughs> but I feel like I was expecting something monumental to yeah. happen and then nothing exciting happened for me. We all thought that like the world was going to end. Right. Like I think if you're an elder millennial as I am, um, we've gone through so yeah. many world endings. <laughs> it's like remember yeah. when the Mayan calendar ended and we're like, well, the world is definitely going to end then. <laughs> so, uh, Bakhtun, it- I think is what it was called. Yeah, what, what was like Nosferatu? Like, what was that? What's that other guy that predicts stuff? Oh yeah, Nosferatu. Is that his name? I think so. Okay. Or maybe uh, that's a vampire. <laughs> Nostradamus. Nostradamus. I yeah, Nosferatu is definitely a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same, same. Yeah, same did he difference. not predict the end of the world as well? Multiple times. Okay. Oh, weird. I mean, you can walk down the street and somebody <laughs> will be predicting the end of the world. So, anyway, this goes really great with uh, our topic, which is. New beginnings. Woo! Yeah. So new beginnings happen all the time. They do. It is the new year. It is the new year. and But also new things happen, like uh, you can start a new job, mm-hmm. you can have a resolution, or endings can be seen as beginnings Absolutely. as well. Yeah. And I think sometimes we can maybe feel scared of mm-hmm. endings. So again, as human beings, we don't like the unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we will always be creatures of habit, afraid of the unknown. And um, sometimes we can have a bit of an attitude of better the devil, you know. Yes. Uh, so yeah, maybe I'm not happy now, but you know, who's to say that I would be happier uh, if I were to change something? Um, but you're absolutely right. You know, sometimes one of the best beginnings we can have is by ending something. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically relationships, you know. That I end- feel like we need a sound effect here, like, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Well, it's funny, isn't it? Like, even, like, talking about it, it's a bit like, ooh, like, it's almost like a taboo subject. Yeah. You know, talking about um, ending relationships and, um, you know, that that generally speaking, people do look at that as a negative thing. Yeah. You know, and actually it can be one of the most positive things that a person can do. Yeah, I remember when... Um, was it Gwyneth Paltrow who <laughs> ended things with Chris Martin? And they said that they were consciously uncoupling. Um, and I thought that was a really interesting thing because it was kind of like disrupting the narrative of breaking up as something really negative. Mm. But instead, like it's something that they were doing together. Um, and so I, I per- that wow, <laughs> if you were in here, you'd see the look that Lucy's giving me. I, just, I do not want to endorse Gwyneth Paltrow I as a human being. I do not on endorse this me neither. Me neither. <laughs> I disagree with her. Goop is ridiculous. I Please don't put don't rocks inside your vulva. Do not. It's But anyway, um, but this one concept of conscious uncoupling I thought was really interesting um, because, yeah, it's like a new beginning together, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's not like 
the relationship that you had with this person doesn't disappear. Like mm-hmm. it was all, it's there. It's in your past. It's like an unmovable thing. It happened. Yeah. Um, and you can move forward acknowledging that it was what it was and you learned and you grew from it mm-hmm. or you can be really sad about it. And we're not saying don't be sad. No. Of course you'll be sad. Mourning the loss of any ending of a relationship, you know, you will go through a grief a grief period. That's normal, uh, and that's okay. Um, you know, we 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 mourn because we did care about the person on exactly. some level because um, we loved. You know, yeah. and that's fine. But you move through that. But partly that can be why we do avoid the ending oh, because certainly. because we're avoiding the pain, right? We're avoiding yeah. that grief and that loss. Um, but then that can maybe keep us a bit stuck in in maybe in relationships where we're not happy there's this concept um in economics but i think it applies to life in general it's called a sunk cost fallacy and it's basically when you've invested so much time or money or effort or energy whatever into something that you think to yourself wow like i can't stop now because it means that everything i have put into it Mm. goes to waste Mm. But by doing that, you're just sinking more into it. Yeah. Like if you spend more time, well, that's time that you could have decided not to spend, mm. but you are. Mm. Um, for sure. And I think at this point, it's important to say, for me, like there's a big difference between maybe acknowledging that we're in struggle. Yes. And both kind of, you know, a sort of committing to work on it. Um that doesn't mean saying that it will definitely work out, mm-hmm. um, but that you're kind of both acknowledging those problems and you're both setting the intention of like, we're going to try and work on this because we want to see if we can make it work. Uh, and if it even and after we've done all of that, we're if we're still not able to find a way forward, then mm-hmm. maybe we're going to end. Um, I think that's that's a lot different to just avoiding the problem because you don't want to address it um you know you can i think if you've if you really feel like you've done everything you can absolutely everything you can um and it's still not working out you know that you can then maybe walk away and and you can do that amicably yes Um, you can you can be respectful and kind you can you can acknowledge that this has been a big part of your life in in whatever way it has been and you can say like we did all we can we tried and it still didn't work out um but you know like i'm like we're saying just kind of avoiding the ending because we don't want to feel that pain Mm -hmm. is probably gonna be keeping you stuck in something where you're not not gonna be happy yeah and i think Especially when it comes, like I've seen, well, I'm going to speak from personal experience. Like my parents' divorce sped up the breakup of our family Mm. um, and due to a variety of reasons. But we could see that as a very sad thing or we can see that. And I think that's what my family chose to do anyway, my mom, sibling and I, as a new beginning for us three, Mm. as as a healthy, loving, kind family unit Mm -hmm. that's not to say that my father will never be welcome in my life I think a lot of things are possible and we'll see what happens but we could have remained sad that Christmases will never be the same or New Year's will never be the same or whatever Um, but we chose to see it as okay we're setting the intention for our relationship as a family to look different from now on Mm. yeah um and you're absolutely right. You know that you will have, I'm sure, mourned the loss of that oh, certainly. previous relationship. But then actually, once you've moved through that, how good do you feel maybe knowing that you don't have to 
put up with the less positive aspects exactly. of that relationship yeah you know and that's i'm sure we can all i know that i can look back on relationships that i've had that have ended where i felt terrible mm-hmm. you know at, immediately afterwards you know oh, yeah. you have that feeling you wake up in the morning and there's that split second where you don't remember mm-hmm. uh, and then you remember and then it's like oh my god life is awful <laughs> the weight of the world just crushing you down in bed you take the pillow try to smother yourself um, yeah but you know after and for me like there was one time where i qu- had quite a lot of clarity I think it was even like two or three days later I remember I woke up and I was like wow like I am free like Mm. I can do whatever I want I can go wherever I want I can Mm -hmm. see whoever I want you know and and actually I really was like no that was one of the best decisions I I ever made so you know is it part of it is just going through the pain and that is hard but um if you're not happy right now then you know you are also what we don't change we also choose right so you are choosing to be unhappy in that moment I think that's so powerful when you say that. Mm. What we don't change, we also choose. Mm -hmm. And especially, I think if people are listening to this and going, wow, like that means I have to break up with Mm -hmm. my partner. Well, I mean, I hope that hopefully you'll have a conversation first and you'll try to address it because it could be an ending within the same relationship. It Mm. could be an end to toxic communication. It could be an end to whatever, unrealistic expectations and a new beginning together or a new beginning apart. Absolutely. Um, Almost you can almost think about like, okay, if you could skip the pain, what would you do with your life? Mm -hmm. You know, and if the answer, well, I mean, that's going to give you the answer, right? Yeah. Because if your answer is, well, I would walk out of this relationship right now. Like, (laughs) well, (laughs) maybe you should. (laughs) You know, so, yeah, maybe just even thinking about like what is stopping me rather than like all the reasons to stay or go. Like what is what is stopping me from doing this? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, there is also this idea of toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. I think we've kind of talked about this. We talked about it a little bit in our holiday episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, there's this sense of that we have to be happy all the time. All the time. Uh, you know, and everything is great <laughs> and the world is full of sunshine and rainbows and unicorns. No, Karen, it's not. <laughs> you know, without pain, how do we know when we're happy? Mm-hmm. If we're not sad, how do we how do we know when we're happy? And it's the low points that make the mm-hmm. high points even sweeter. Yeah. I mean, this is is true. You know, there is also a concept called tra- uh, trauma growth or traumatic right. growth. Yeah. Um, and some you know, like with all f- things, it gets misused. <laughs> um, and trauma growth. Uh, does mean that growth can come out of any traumatic event um it doesn't mean that you say to people things like uh everything happens for a reason oh my god that's my least favorite sentence <laughs> like if someone just died or something horrible happened don't say everything happens for a reason in I, that moment the person is experiencing pain no. I mean, if people say that to me, I just say like, oh, actually, I subscribe to chaos theory that like nothing means anything. And the <laughs> world is just a mass chaos of meaningless people drifting about their lives for with no meaning. Then we die. It tends to touch them up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to adopt that now. But um, yeah, you know, so, uh, you know it's not like everything happens for a reason it's also not like look at the silver lining you know Mm -hmm. oh well you know look at all these positive you know it's not about minimizing someone's trauma no um but you know it it can come you know way after we kind of process everything acknowledge 
the pain and the grief associated with the loss you know we've moved through the painful feelings you know at that point and that will be different for everyone but it's probably going to be a a significant chunk of time for most people you know after that you can maybe look back and feel like actually this has maybe made me a stronger person Mm -hmm. in some way shape or form Uh, or this has taught me a very valuable lesson I have learned this uh, maybe about like this is something I wouldn't choose again for myself Mm -hmm. now I know that about myself you know Mm -hmm. now I know what to look for in my next relationship you know these can all be really helpful things that can come out of trauma Um, but you can't dismiss the pain in order to just fast forward through to that growth part you do have to go through the pain first yeah Yeah. and it's work like going through trauma going through pain like Mm -hmm. it's work it's exhausting you don't always want to show up for pain you don't always want to show up for trauma right and like And it's okay to, again, like this is a theme in basically all of our episodes, Mm -hmm. but having that compassion towards yourself and like Mm -hmm. recognizing that if one day you don't want to think about your relationship or the ending of your relationship, well, that's okay. Just like take care of yourself, Mm. but also recognize that it is something that you will have to do to move on. Yeah, absolutely. And now, Lucy, I've got a question for you (laughs) since we're we're speaking about trauma (laughs) and ending relationships. Um, Is it true that... Is it always a traumatic event or typically a traumatic event that ends relationships? Um, Actually, no. So this is like a bit of a misconception about the end of relationships that Mm. we often believe that it is some big traumatic event so maybe like an affair is the most obvious one right um or some kind of big thing that happens to cause the end end of a relationship but actually kind of based on what we just said like often those events can be huge times of growth in relationships Mm -hmm. now obviously that takes as you've just said a huge amount of strength from both people right to really acknowledge how they both contributed and that can be really hard especially if one person has had you know um stepped outside of monogamy if that's what's agreed mm-hmm. you know it's very difficult maybe for the person who feels betrayed by that to acknowledge that they maybe contribute to that situation um you know but these things don't happen in a vacuum no um we always have our caveat whenever we talk about relationships and things like this to say that, you know, intimate partner violence is something that's very different. Yes. Um, and, you know, if you're in a situation where you feel like, um, you know, that is something that's happening for you or has happened for you, like that is a different situation. But, you know, in a situation where, you know, something is going wrong in the relationship and that maybe causes one person to, for whatever reason, uh, end up stepping outside of the boundaries of the relationship Mm -hmm. you know it can be very likely that both people have contributed to that situation even though one person has done something you know a physical act you know most people will have there will be two people that will have contributed to that situation so you know what can happen is if both people can acknowledge that that has happened and really look at themselves and each other and kind of again set the intention of okay well this is something we can work through those relationships can actually end up being much, much stronger mm-hmm. after those events. What is much more common for the end of relationships can be things like, do you know what? We just grew apart. Yeah. You we know, drifted apart. We just drifted apart. We, we didn't share the same interests. We didn't make efforts to connect. Mm. They stopped um, paying attention. Um, no more random little, I don't know, acts of kindness or mm. like chocolates or whatever it was that keeps the romance alive. Because... Yeah. You know, love, I think, is not just a verb. I think it's it's an action, right? Mm, like absolutely. it's something that you have to do mm-hmm. um, to keep it alive. And, and you have to be 
able to communicate with your partner about what your needs are, what their needs are, and hopefully meet them both in a healthy manner. Mm. And this might be that you know, we do change as people. And maybe you've been with a partner for a long time. Maybe you met when you were quite young. Yeah. And you're just different people now. And and you're allowed to be different. And maybe the things that you wanted 10 years ago are not the things you want now. Um, And, you know, maybe when you sit down to look at it, there isn't a way to grow together because your kind of vision for life is just too different. And it's taking you on two different paths. Absolutely. And this could be... This could be a major thing, for example, like one of you wants children and the other one doesn't. Mm. Both are perfectly okay, reasonable positions to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but if one of you compromises, mm. there's going to be a lot of resentment there. Like that's Absolutely. not necessarily something that I would recommend when there is that big of a divide. Mm. And you can still love the person deeply and you can, mm. you know, have very similar interests and be really kind and caring for each other. But when there is such a big mm-hmm. thing that is different between you, well, then typically that is a moment when you have to make a decision. This is making me remember uh, any Grey's Anatomy fans out there, and I am a big oh <laughs> yeah Grey's Anatomy fan. Christina so, and Owen. Yes, Christina and Owen. And that's yeah. such a good episode because yeah. it shows exactly that. Mm-hmm. You know, that they were stuck at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, she was quite clear she didn't want children. And he was kind of compromising, but, you know, he was also quite clear that that's, he was almost he just holding yeah. on to that hope that she would change her mind. Yep. And it showed both sides. Mm-hmm. So it showed what would happen if she compromised and it showed what would happen if he compromised mm-hmm. and neither people were happy. Mm-hmm. And she had to make the really hard choice to to end that relationship. Um, and she obviously took the position of then moving to Europe, which is a bit extreme. I don't, I don't feel like you have to always do that. Um, to another continent. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, it was, I think it was, like I said, it was really well done because, yeah. you know, they both you know take that out of the equation and they were happy like they both loved each other they cared about each other they they got on they um had a good relationship from mm-hmm. from an outside perspective um but this was a very big sort of non-negotiable thing for both of them that would have just slowly eroded away the relationship over time if they hadn't chosen to to end it. And, you know, it's not like you can press the undo button on, like, children, right? No. Like, once you have a child, you have a child mm-hmm. for at least 18 years under your household and for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it's, it's a pretty major decision. Um, and, yeah. Also, we didn't talk about Grey's Anatomy before (laughs) filming this. So, like, I promised this was me being an actual Grey's Anatomy (laughs) geek. (laughs) When Lucy started talking, I was like, oh, I know this. (laughs) That was impressed that you even knew the episode I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to add to that as well, like, it might not even necessarily be really huge, obvious things like that. You know, it may just be that, like, one of you uh, really enjoys... Um, being very social and likes to kind of pack your social calendar and the other one uh, really doesn't and prefers time alone. Now, maybe that worked <clears throat> when you first got together mm-hmm. um, and maybe that stopped working and, and maybe you can take a look at that and, and maybe there can be compromise or movement, but maybe there can't. And so again, you might want to think about, well, fast forward five years down the line, mm-hmm. if it's still like this, how am I going to feel? Exactly. It's a question I do ask people sometimes, you know, if it's still like this in five years, how will you feel yeah and if the feeling is like oh god i would hate that well then Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to really think about what you want to do now because five years will go back past pretty quickly yeah Uh, especially if you're just kind of ignoring 
the issue that's staring you right in the face. And we can never force another person to change, no. right? Like we can we can change ourselves, mm. and that even that is really really hard when you have habits or things or like whatever it is. Like it's really difficult to change ourselves, let alone someone else. Mm. Um, so if there are things in your relationship that you would like to change. I, I think honestly, like the first thing that you should try to do is change your own behavior. Yeah. And this is something that's very hard for people because <laughs> because inherently we feel like we're doing a pretty good job. And, right. <laughs> and it's much easier for uh, easier for us to focus on other people's shortcomings of course. than our own. Uh, yeah. That's just human nature. Um, but the thing is, is like what often happens in those scenarios is maybe you start picking your partner uh, you know, you start picking at the things that are on, you're making you unhappy about what mm-hmm. they're doing. Mm-hmm. Now, all that's going to happen there is that person is going to feel attacked and yep. they're going to get defensive. Yep. Um, and then you're going to get irritated because you feel like they're not listening to you. And it's just going to be a downward spiral in in conflict, mm-hmm. you know. And so you're absolutely right. You know, well, how do we step out of that? How do we do that differently? It does look like changing yourself. Like that's all you can control. And really, and we've talked about this before as well, you know, the way we behave is how we teach others to treat us. Mm -hmm. And so the more that you can actually think about like, okay, what things am I unhappy with in this relationship? Okay, what can I do to support change in that area? Exactly. Not 100%. It's not all of your responsibility, but what is my part of that? And then you start doing those things. And then you see your partner's response. Yeah, because they're much more likely to see that change and one of two things will happen in my opinion one they will step up to the plate and they'll be like wow okay um i'm gonna meet you where you Mm -hmm. are at with Mm -hmm. this change or they're not going to and if they're not going to i think that kind of answers your question really you know that's where again thinking about like there's a difference between saying you know we're going to take a look at this and have both have the intention to make change uh versus just kind of um ignoring problems you know if you really truly feel like you can stand there and say i changed and i did everything i could and my partner didn't meet me in the middle didn't meet me where i was well then that might be a time to consider you know is this is this relationship really for me exactly because you can't simply sit back and expect the other person to change no. but you can change and you have to be able to recognize the things that you have done and love yourself and mm. value and respect yourself enough that when you have done everything that you could you're able to walk away absolutely um you know it's it's kind of thinking about <clears throat> do you feel like the way that you're acting behaving speaking etc aligns with your values like do you feel good about your behavior and your actions and if the answer is no well then you need to maybe take a look at that and see if you can change that I think um, and you also need to be aware of what your values are in the first place, definitely. right? I think a lot of people maybe don't sit down and think about, well, what do I value in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Is it time spent together or is it when we do spend time together, even if it's just once a week, it's like really high quality time. Yeah. So you need to be able to determine and discern those things for yourself and then be able to translate that into your own actions and behaviors and see how that would affect the relationship. And it's almost, I mean, I feel like if people are listening to this and they're like, oh, like whatever, like I feel like if I change, like my partner's not going to change, like that's not going to work. I would be like, well, just try, like mm-hmm. do an experiment. Mm-hmm. Like what you're doing now obviously isn't working. Mm-hmm. So try this and see, 
you know, you might be surprised. Like I said, if they, most people will meet you where you are. And so if you make change, you know, it's very hard for someone else to keep up with maybe what we would consider poor behavior. Mm -hmm. uh, if the other person is really truly acting in a way that they feel is kind of kind and respectful, you know, and, and as we've said, like if they don't meet you where you are, well then what's keeping you in that relationship? Mm -hmm. You know, exactly. Mm. So new beginnings can take many, many forms yeah, and they can take place in a variety of contexts and they're scary. Absolutely. But I think, and hopefully listening to this episode might give you a little bit more clarity or maybe give you the okay um, to, yeah, it's okay to be sad when mm. things end, but it's also okay to be excited when things end. Definitely. You know, and I think you can, you can start to build up to these things in small ways mm -hmm. you know you don't have to just decide right today's the day i'm ending all my relationships you know, <laughs> i'm starting over you know all new everything's making small changes you know where you think okay i'm gonna start acting in a way that is kind of more congruent to my belief system i'm just gonna see what happens you know i'm gonna start to maybe look at you know the way people treat me and am i really happy about it well what's gonna happen you know and um, it could be something as small as Maybe you have difficulties speaking up for yourself. Mm. Um, and so next time the server brings you the wrong order of food, mm. say something. You yeah. can say, excuse me, like my order is wrong. You can say that respectfully. Like you yeah. don't have to be mean or whatever. Absolutely. You can assert your needs respectfully. And then you, you'll notice most likely the server will be like, oh my goodness, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Let me bring you the right one. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think that... Anytime we give any kind of feedback, um, whether that's to partners, friends, family or servers, you know, we can always just be polite and respectful. Mm -hmm. and, and you're absolutely right. Like you, you will notice that the more you do that, the more people will respond well to you. Yeah. You know, if people, you know, sometimes there is backlash from us setting boundaries or ending relationships, but those are probably the people that were benefiting yes. from either the lack of boundaries mm -hmm. or the lack of, you know, you having values in, mm -hmm. in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of expect that, prepare for it mm -hmm. and know that that's not about you. That's about them. Mm -hmm. And again, if you can kind of say to yourself, like, I've done all I can. I've been polite. I've been respectful. Um, then, you know, that's all you can ever do. Um, and you will find that you will start to have people in your life that actually share those values with you. Mm -hmm. um, and the people that don't, they will kind of fall away because they, they will stop getting whatever it is that they, they need from you. And so they'll, they'll move on. They'll find someone else. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I think that concludes this episode. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, in summary, endings can be beginnings. <laughs> and speaking of endings, this is the last episode of this season. We're not totally sure when or how we'll come back, but we'll keep you posted, definitely. Um, and if there's any changes, we'll definitely have an episode explaining what's going on. But this is a new ending and a new beginning for us, too. <laughs> yeah. And we just want to say thank you all for listening. And we wish you uh, the best, whatever that means for you, but not perfect, 2020 exactly <laughs> best 2020 to y'all you can find this podcast on your favorite streaming service and you can also find us on instagram at naked underscore exchange our email is the naked exchange at gmail.com please send us your comments queries and or concerns we'd love to hear from you 
Don't forget to review us, let us know what you'd like us to talk about, and share with your friends.